my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. everybody welcome back to another episode of 88 miles per hour podcast i am your host santos and as always i am joined by freddy morales aquí para servir al público de internacional oh watch out people are going what the hell is that that thing was like i i remember that commercial bro <laughs> i don't know because my dad was a was a dj for, for for spanish radio uh, so yeah. like we would always have whatever spanish station area that we were in my Which dad at that would... time well at that time was caleb caleb that yeah because yeah, my dad he had his his suitcase with all his chistes as yeah. he called them his book joke books and whatnot and then he had a fat sticker of caleb right on the side on his on his suitcase yeah caleb was the biggest only spanish latin radio station in los angeles and it was like big umberto luna who's still around remember yeah umberto dude, luna? That, yeah 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 that name just like the moment you said i'm like oh yeah. everybody everybody yeah. I, mean, yeah, I it was like he was like uh he was like the rick d's of latin radio jocks yeah who were famous at the time so i grew up with umberto luna very funny guy he was yeah. had a huge huge audience and of course radio's dead now it's not like but you know the golden days those were the golden days of radio when radio was the shit radio yeah. was entertaining you had your you had your favorite djs i did and you know and speaking of djs bro i mean come on depeche mode mr richard blade yeah hell yeah one of the most famous djs of all time so this episode um Normally we would provide you uh, with a movie, but we figure because it's been a while since Freddie and I have gotten together, um, that we would freaking, you know, it, it, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm getting together. <laughs> we decided, you know, let, let's catch up just like the album, the, is it, it's a best of right. With like two new yeah. songs, basically. Yeah, that's it's why called, it was called catching, catching up. up. With yeah. No. So that I, it's a great title for an album, like a best, instead of just saying, Depeche Mode, best of. It's right. literally catching up with Depeche Mode. So it's like, you know what? You love Depeche Mode now. Let's catch you up with some other songs exactly. and provide you with some new songs. Exactly. So this is our catching up with Depeche Mode, but it's a uh, catching up with Freddie and Santos because for us, it's literally catching up with each other. It's been a while since recorded, and this is the second time we're actually doing an episode uh, like this because most well, times. Mark yeah, we've off. had no. Oh, a lot of things have happened, dude. The last time we did something was on Halloween, and Halloween came in, and, and we didn't even get together. <laughs> I know we did like our own recording, and we uploaded it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you know, from the lockdowns, we learned how to do that shit. But now we're yeah. not in lockdown, and it's like we need to get together. But you know, it's been kind of uh, a lot of things going on between um, from from Halloween. I mean, I had a busy October. It was yeah. crazy, you know. And and thanks to uh, the support of all the Depeche Mode fans out there, you know, we just finished the Depeche Mode convention this Sunday at the famous Palace. But 
known today as the Avalon, which is on Hollywood and Vine. They're gonna people are listening and be like, "Oh, what's wrong with Freddie? Does he forget where they're at at <laughs> the palace?" And they're like, "Oh, Avalon," because it's actually I, that's what it's. I'm I'm educating the listeners too because Avalon, it's always gonna be the palace in our hearts. Always, bro. <laughs> I danced my ass off at the palace when I was 18, 19, <laughs> and I would see the, you know, this is, this is what's weird, you guys. And, and, yeah. and this is Santos. I want to share with this with you. Okay. You know, I, I started this as a hobby. Okay. 10 years ago, I started this as a, I had a full-time job. I was uh, working for a subtitling company. I wasn't happy with the music industry. My original music wasn't like popping at the time. I just got so discouraged. I was like, just not very happy with my music during that time and then i went to go see a tribute band and then i said the world of tributes came into my life like wow i got to see the best tribute bands like the best david bowie the best kiss the best um you name it and then i got to see a depeche Mode tribute band not from here but from the uk via youtube and i saw some really good ones and i was like wow these guys are really putting on like a full-on production i was blown away so i was like hmm I, I want to venture into this. Yeah. So I had some samples of stuff that I've collected because I'm a bit, I'm a producer and I've had stems and stuff from depression, but I've never used. And I locked myself for a few months in the studio after work. I built these, these tracks by the stems. And then I made a full set list, a set of probably uh, 10 songs. And then I tried it out for a while. And then I showed it to my brother and, he was like, wow, what is this? Are you doing a covers? And I go, no, I'm doing. A, I'm going to be doing a tribute band, like building a tribute to Depeche Mode. I don't know how. I'm just doing it. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I'm just I'm having fun. <laughs> You're going to be like a guy yeah. right there in Santa Monica Promenade just like putting the... <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, w- I, I was single at the time. I had a lot of time. I wasn't with anybody, so I had a lot of time. I just wanted to sink into fucking music. I didn't want yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. You know, and waste my... Oh, I didn't want to waste my time because I, you know... I just don't like wasting time. So I said, I'm going to do this. And now we're at 2021. Yeah. November 2021. And I'm playing at the Avalon in front of, you know, hundreds of fans showing up to see a tribute band. And I've been doing this now for 10 years. This well, last year marked my 10 year anniversary, but I didn't do I couldn't do anything last year because of COVID lockdowns and all that. So I yeah. celebrated this year. So the journey for me, bro, has been just incredible. And not only that, you know, having Richard Blade announce you, he announced me 10 years ago when I first started the Sounds of La Mode. And then now, now it's, you know, announces it as, as devotional. And he streamed a whole live concert, bro. I saw that. I Facebook. saw that. Yeah. So everyone got to see the show. Hell you know? yeah. All Everyone saw your face, bro. Like, you know, and be like, oh, look at this guy, Mr. Freddie Morales. Well, mira, 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 el Dave guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. That's what was crazy. Because, like, I, I went on Facebook. Yeah. And then I just, I saw that. I was like, holy oh, wow. shit. Like, look at this guy. Like, I mean, look at this guy. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Freddie. <laughs> mr freddy i'm like oh well it was it was like look at this guy dude he's like he's going he's being transmitted like all over and people are watching it and what's cool about that is uh, aside from it being streamed live once once it's done he just uploads it so it's on his facebook forever yeah yeah 
So people who missed it go be like, let me go check it out. But there was people in there in the comments like, oh, I love this song. Oh, I wish I was there. Better, better, better. And then you see the audience like it was it was badass, bro. Like it's it's an event. It's 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 the big if you're a Depeche Mode fan in Southern California, this is the event to go to when it comes to fucking Depeche Mode. It's been going on for years. Like, I don't know what the the you said this is your 10 years. But I know this has been going on longer than than you another, put it, put another 10 years there, 20 years. It has, has it been 20 years of yeah, this because yeah, because Ray, Ray, who is the, the hot rocks guy, right? I mean, not hot rocks, uh, chaos records, chaos right? records. Yes. Yeah. In West and in, in, uh, West Covina. You can check it out. Chaosrecords.com. This guy, I love his store. He's the promoter of the Depeche Mode convention. He's the one who's from the very beginning started this he has a great relationship with richard blade and um excuse me it it just started you know and him with you know working with him has been just amazing producing this show i have not missed one beat of the depeche Mode convention since i started with my 10 year now yeah you know 10 year bro in today's day and age no band lasts 10 years bro like you're lucky if you last five you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're yeah. Lucky, you're lucky if you know, and I've changed, you know, the way yeah. I do it is is I have musicians that that they're not permanently in the band, which I do have my three main guys, but the other fourth is always we're always changing because it just makes it better that way because it's I'm able to work with other musicians who also like to work with me and they get to incorporate you know whatever they want to do incorporate with the band and, and with what we do with devotional so i like i love collaborating with other musicians who are as passionate as we are and i t- totally invite them to come on stage with us and, and and participate in this experience because it's not just an experience for the audience it's also an experience for all of us because everybody's like fuck we're playing depeche mode music live you know yeah i mean it's honestly it's it's a cool experience but like i have to say all right so this is like i said this is the big depeche mode gathering of fucking fans and like your love for depeche mode you got the guy who who like basically you could say introduced depeche mode to southern california richard blade the big dj from k-rock or as he says it k-rock um But how does it feel like this is like a moment of like, let's brag a little bit. How does it feel from out of all the fucking tribute bands? Yours was the band that was fucking called to be the one performing. Because, you know, there's a there's a few other Depeche Mode bands around here. But yours is the one that got to play. Well, you got to have a lot of money, bro. Nice. Oh, you had to pay? <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, you know what? I, I don't like, I don't take these as competitive. I I'm competitive with my own work. I don't look the tribute scene as competitive with, I've seen other tribute bands. I have my favorites. Um, it's just, you look, you work hard, you make the right connections, but you show your product and your, and people are going to recognize it and they're going to pick the one that they best suits their events. And that's, what's been happening with my project. You know, um, I just do what I do. I love what I do. You know, I, I, I'm, I produce the music. I produce the visuals. I, I do the whole Dave gone thing and all that. Well, I'll love- brag, I'll brag for you. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Because you, you know, Gosh. for a fact, bro, there, I mean, if it's like, let's just say, 
I got a tribute Depeche Mode band. Oh, did I freeze? Oh, no, there we yes. go. If I got a Depeche Mode tribute band and I, I saw you being performing there, I'd be sad. I'd be like, man, I wish it was my band. <laughs> so, you know, that's no. probably no. the other bands are like, man, why didn't I get to play with Richard Blade? Hey, and hey, I want to hey, be hey. there. Well, that look. And that's a good that's a good fact yeah people bitch oh why am i not there well fucking make do work do the fucking work exactly I've, I've done the fucking work so when you do the fucking work you, you deserve, hustle you hustle and then you deserve to be in those platforms i've seen other tribute bands and i'm not going to name call anyone but i've seen tribute bands that want to be at the level that we're at but their fucking production sucks ass I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just, you're not. I don't give a fuck if you've been together for five, 10 years. If your production is not, you haven't evolved with technology, you're cheating the audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, what? 10, 15, 20, 30 bucks a ticket for a tribute band, the most expensive. Okay. For a tribute band. Okay. Well, fucking bring your game, you know? And, oh, there's, I, one, and there's one particular out there that, you know, yeah, I'll say I, I came off from, from that brand, but they uh -huh. haven't they haven't done shit <laughs> in up, upgrading their brand. They're still living off my skeleton of my brand and what I left over four years ago. I'm not name, I'm not gonna say the name, no. but that's an example of what you just said. Oh, I man. I live, breathe, and work, and I'm passionate about this project, and that's why we are at the level that we are at. I'm working with the best musicians. I'm very happy with where I'm at right now. I paid my fucking dues. And this show is for the audience. That's it. Yeah. It's keeping yeah. it real with Freddie Morales. Keeping it real, bitch. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you man. know, I, I get tired of people asking me about the, my past. And I don't give a fuck about the past, like, with that other band. I yeah. really don't. I mean, I, I, pay my, I, 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 I um, paid my dues. This yeah. is this is what it is now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, well, there you go, man. Fucking Freddie up there dancing, shaking his ass to all the people in the crowd having a good time. I know some of our fans and followers fucking were there. They were posting their shit. They're like, "Oh, look at Freddie having a good time." So it was good. To, it was good to see a lot of people. You know that you and I know, and and um, you know what this this convention was totally different. The energy was amazing like everybody was happy you know why do i know why because everybody was out and just see, people haven't seen each other for a long time you know? yeah that's basically it because last year this didn't happen right so last year was canceled so everybody was waiting fucking two almost two years for for uh, the because the last one was in 2019 yeah yeah that was i mean that's pretty long time but it, it, and, and you know and i know that right now you know, being in a crowd is fucking crazy because some people just, you know, I mean, it was a nice crowd. No one get, no one got, you know, trampled. No one got, it was a very nice, calm, yeah, very cool, it, nice evening. Everybody chilled. Everybody was having a good time. Dance. A lot of love. Enjoyed, a lot of love, uh, uh, you know, uh, at the, uh, at the Avalon, you know, and uh, people were buying the merch because that's one thing too, you know, you go there to the convention and people get to buy stuff that they rarely don't see, you know, like rare Depeche Mode tour, tour shirts. Dude, that's that's why, like, the Chaos Records, it used to be called Hot Rocks in the early days. It was okay. called Hot Rocks, and then they changed it to Chaos Records. And it used to be in uh, Old Town Covina. I don't know if it's still there, but uh, fucking back in, like, high school when I got money and shit, 
I would go there because the guy, that's how I learned about the Depeche Mode Convention. And I used the RTD a lot back in the 80s and 90s, man. People are like, what the hell is the RTD? The rough, tough, and dangerous. The the bus. <laughs> the oh. <LA> bus. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I was like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I had an RTD pass, man, back oh. in the 80s. The yeah, bus. The pass. I had to take three buses just to go to downtown. Mira lo Mr. Bus guy right here. I did, dude. And then I, I would take my ass up to the valley because I was yeah. I was a valley boy. I was graduate, you know. Oh yeah, you were busting in. That's yeah. What, yeah, you were called yeah, you would be busted in dude, from like out of the what, city and shit. When I would when I would ditch, like when I would get like oh, fuck this, I'm, I'm out of here, man. Because it was, you know, waking up six o'clock in the morning to be at my high school that I didn't couldn't attend in Southgate. Because yeah. there were too many, too many kids in that school. They had to ship our ass out to the valley. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, it's like I was waking up at the same time my dad was waking up. You know, it's like, you know, he was he had to be at work around six o'clock. So, you know, I had to be at the school at 7:15. The bus checks off at 7:30. And then two hours. Dude, every day, bro. Just to go to Chatsworth High School, bro. But I'm glad, or else, you know. Wait, I'm so fucking confused. You had what? to be at school at 7.15, but the bus wouldn't leave till 7.30 and you would spend two hours? No, 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 get... 8.30. No, 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 oh. wait, hold on. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> Here no. we go again with the time. <laughs> no, no, I would get up at 6. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, so you... I get up at fucking 6 or 6.30, all right, and I would have to be at the school fucking stairs there the bus all the, stop the bus stops you know it was the you know whatever. at 7 15 okay okay 20 they start boarding 7 30 they start launching out okay? okay and then we would you know it would take two hours bro Seven? okay okay because i got confused because it sounded like you said you had to be at your school at 7 15 no, so no. you would get to the bus stop at 7 30 and i'm like what the fuck I'm a, this that's why this guy can't tell time no bro no, no i can tell time <laughs> I was, I was, I was, uh, especially you need to fucking what I do. And you know, you know, you need to know how to tell time. I, I, I'm just fucking with you. you no, know? don't get mad. No. <laughs> no, believe me, bro. No. And so, so, you know, two hours in the bus and then we would get there at eight 30. What if you have to go to the bathroom? Fuck it, dude. You know, you, you, we didn't the bus. She didn't ever stop. That's what, that's funny. We never stopped because she couldn't, unless it's an emergency, like in a, but all the kids were instructed, hey, take a diaper. Yeah. Yeah. They no, they would say, hey, make sure you go pee because, you know, we're not stopping. Because so. my senior year, somehow I developed uh, a time frame of when I had to go to the bathroom. So every day, like in the morning, my first class, the moment we would check in and say here, whatever, like I had to go to the bathroom. And every day I was going to the bathroom. At that point, I'm a senior. I didn't give a fuck. I'll use the toilet because any other year before that, you never went in to use the school bathroom. Because if you did, they'd be like, hey, look, someone's taking a shit. And they start throwing shit over. Once you became a senior, like, I don't give a fuck. I'll use the bathroom. <laughs> and yeah, like every day, dude, on clockwork. It's like, oh, this is, you know, this is the time I have to go to the bathroom. And I went. So if I was a senior and I had to take a two hour bus, fuck, forget it. I had to go in a diaper. I pooped myself or some shit. <laughs> That's scary, dude. Like annoying for two hours. You can't stop. You got to use the bathroom. No, oh, dude, it was torture back in going to school those during those times, bro. Hell so, yeah. Two hours. Yeah. That's not yeah. right. And then trapped because of traffic, bro. Traffic. I mean, back then traffic wasn't as bad as, I mean, you can get there in two hours. Now it's four <laughs> hours. 
you know i can't believe it man yeah, fucking two bro. hour bus ride dude to go to the is it traumatizing whenever you see a bus you're you're because you walk you like walking and you see a bus does it like give a flashback like yes oh, oh, two hours <laughs> you start sweating yes like. <laughs> yes i see a big but a big big they were like oh he comes right in the big banana with wheels i was like great <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the fucking truck you know the <laughs> yeah <laughs> How is it at this day and age, buses oh. still don't have seatbelts? You know How what? You're, you know what? I think you're much safer without because if it, I mean, it, it, look, it's a bus. The damage, the damage on, I mean, I've never been, luckily during those years that I was going. Never got bus, in an accident. Never, because I had some great drivers. Thank God that, <laughs> I mean, today they're probably smoking some dope or something and driving. <laughs> 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 they're like auto from the simpsons which you've heard some of them some of them i hear in these news like oh this uh, bus driver uh with a bunch of kids uh, went off the road because he uh had some cannabis oh. i'm like damn <laughs> he's like i fucked up i thought it was taking sativa it was a hybrid oh man yeah it's oh. i don't know it's it's crazy um right. Well, let's go. Let's let's jump back to fucking your Depeche yeah. Mode. You got to meet someone, uh, you know, from the movies, from the films related to 88 miles per hour podcast. Tell me about that shit. Yes. Tell the audience. Yeah, so I'm like, so I'm like backstage, and then I see, I was like, that guy looks familiar, and it's Vote for Pedro, Mr. Efren Ramirez. Yeah, Efren Ramirez. And uh, big Depeche Mode, but big Depeche Mode fan, and, yep. and he was like, "Hey, man, what's up, bro?" And we took a picture with him. He was just having fun. Um, he was interacting with all the fans there, and then all the fans loved it too. You know, they're all enjoying that. And then Richard Blade brought him up on stage, and then he said a few words. You know, before we were announced, um, and he might be coming to our. I just invited him to our grand opening. I'm doing a Thursday night live. Uh, shows now in Hollywood, bringing back some live entertainment on the strip at a new venue called the Bourbon Room Hollywood. And it starts December 2nd. And uh, we're opening up the night. And I said, Hey, big Depeche Mode, why don't you come down? So he might be swinging by December 2nd at the Bourbon Room. Bro, all right. Since like you've already established a little bit of like he knows who you are as time goes on. Next time you go, hey man, I I do a I do a movie podcast. Why don't you come on my show? We'll do a Zoom call. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I have it all planned out. Um, there you go. Because you know, because you never know, you never know how these, you know how they. Yeah, you don't do it the first the time. You don't do it the first no. time. Like you wait to see if you get to interact with them again, and like yeah. once you have that, okay, I feel like com comfortable. Then I'll ask, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, after 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 our show, he actually he he tagged me, and then he tagged us. He goes, "Hey, because he's got a lot of bunch of followers." So he was like, "Hey, I'm going to tell everybody about you guys." I was like, "Wow!" So you know, I'm going to have him, you know, definitely. Yeah, I guess that'd be you know, fucking bad, dude. He's really cool. So he accepted my my invitation for the bourbon. So I'm pretty sure he'll also accept. Yeah, our see, there you go, dude. Here. Give him like backstage eighty eight miles, eighty eight miles per hour. See, and I, I met him. Let's see, it's, it's funny because, all right, you met him while at your Depeche Mode show, the Depeche Mode convention. I met him during the 2013 Depeche Mode show at the Staples Center. Oh, um, wow. And what was crazy is that I met him in the bathroom. <laughs> That's where he was because I was starting, I was washing my hands 
And I just hear someone be like, hey, oh, can I get your picture? And I just like turn my head and I see someone asking him for a fucking picture. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. shit. I'm like, there he is. I'm a fucking Pedro. And it was crazy because that day on K-Rock, they announced his birthday. They were mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, happy birthday to Ifrin Ramirez, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy shit. And then so when I saw his, the picture, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, of course he would be there, dude. This guy fucking loves the Pesh mode, you know. And was he there with this twin brother? No, he wasn't. He was there with another friend, uh, Alex Transistor, who is good friends with him. And um, they're all hanging out. He was just hanging out with everybody, bro. Very, yeah. so, very just cool, you know. Just, just you know i just enjoyed i'm I, it makes me happy that everybody enjoyed the night there was no drama bro you know like yeah. every there was no people like yeah people got you know drunk you know, of course no, not, not drunk i wouldn't say drunk i would say no not drug drunk like probably yeah. there's people that drank you know buzzed or whatever yeah, but no, not but being buzz, like, a good buzz a good but, but drunk not like, like hey like pushing and like no no exactly mad. no everybody had a good buzz going but i didn't see no one drunk like fucking like you would see at a fucking you know people you know could, could i assume why up, oh, you know could i assume why because a lot of the fans right for especially for the depeche Mode convention are probably older they're not like these like out of high school college kids like you know there probably are some but it's not like a young crowd where they're because it's like it seems like when you first start drinking it's all about let me see how much i could drink as you get older you realize i know oh. my i know my tolerance Bro. i know how much i should drink so it's probably more just people having a good time oh my god i saw the most funniest video bro that's what i'm saying this event just i saw a video where it was an asian guy and he was like i was you can hear me i was live he was filming the event and it's during enjoy the silence yeah so he's like singing and he's like moving the camera bro and he's like hey we're gonna do shots okay and then he's like moving the camera and then he you know he's showing everybody getting shots and then this is during enjoy the silence he's doing okay. all this stuff he's like pounding it and it was just hilarious. I'll send you the link, bro. That's how good and 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 I mean, how fun everyone was having. Where yeah, you can just for me watching that video because see, I'm performing just now. I'm seeing my girlfriend was like, "Why you love seeing yourself?" I'm like, "I'm not seeing myself. I'm just seeing. I'm seeing what you guys were seeing on stage. I don't get to see that, so I'm seeing it from different angles." You know what I'm saying? It. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just. I like to see it from what the, how they look from the top, from the side, from the front row, from the back. From, so because I'm just a detailed freak that way. But it was funny that I'm like, wow, this guy's having a good time in with our music, our tribute to to Depeche Mode. You know? Yeah. And it just blew me away that everybody was just having a good time, and you know. Yeah. Well, that's how it should be, man. I mean, the the patch mode, like there's certain bands. If you go see, um, obviously they're gonna bring kind of like the the you know, like that's why there'll be certain mosh pits at certain shows. But I feel Depeche just brings a lot of love, bro. Like it's like happy joy, like you know, maybe a few tears, but nothing, nothing in Depeche mode has ever made anybody angry that I could think of. There's not a song that's gonna bump you up and like if you're gonna go jogging. Is there a Depeche Mode song you're going to listen to? I'm on maybe Wrong. Wrong is the only one. Uh, but is there anything that, like, when it comes to Depeche Mode that pumps you up, pipes you up, where you want to go boxing? You know, like, you're going to... Uh, there's there's nothing. Not, it's more, like, danceable. You know what I mean? Like, well, 
it, it all depends on how you hear Depeche Mode's music. Depeche Mode's music is very different for everyone. It's different. Like, look, right now, Dave Gone released a new album with the Soul Savers. It's called Imposter, and you guys should check it out. It's not Depeche Mode. It's not Martin Gore. It's it's just Dave Gone. It, yeah, it's with, not even Dave Gahan. It's fucking Dave Gahan and the Soul Savers. Well, it's more mainly Dave because. Well, man, I'm saying it's not like the old Dave. You know what I'm? Those two albums, Hourglass and um. No, no, no. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, way fucking different. But but but, you know, that's what I'm saying. Everybody evolves. I mean, Depeche Mode, bro. They're it's forty years old. Forty years old, the band. I get that, but what what I'm saying is like, when you you go work out, bro, do you listen to music? Do I listen to music when I work? No, I kind of. If you like need some, uh, okay. All no, right. well, if you're I, if you're I the do... exception to the rule, but if there's like a song where you want to get pumped up, like I would listen to Combi Christ back when because that shit was like industrial beats, like boom boom. So like it felt me like I need a jog, like run. I I didn't I didn't feel like that with Depeche because Depeche is more like I want to fucking dance, bro. I don't want to jog. Like, well, I mean, happy. So that's well, what I'm saying. Like Depeche doesn't have a sound that gets you like. Like if there was someone really drunk who's like an angry drunk, there's not gonna be a Depeche Mode song that's gonna make them want to punch a guy in the fucking face. That's what I'm saying. Like Depeche Mode is very much good dance, happy music. <laughs> oh my god, people are people get people punching in their face. That's yeah, probably. <laughs> Out of all songs, the one that's supposed to be that about one. love is making people punch each other. <laughs> you know what? I've been singing these songs, and let me tell you, these fucking songs still still live up to today. People are people, especially. I love singing that song because it is still like reflecting of to course. what the fuck is happening today. Uh, get the balance right. It's talking about greedy motherfucking corporate. Same thing. Get the balance right. You know, listen to the lyrics. I mean, back then, these kids today, they don't listen to lyrics. They listen to ass booty shaking lyrics, you know, which is very offensive. I'm old school. Yes, I'm old school. I don't like that shit. You listen to a Martin Gore song or a Dave Gunn, there's all those are lyrics telling you a story or something. This other shit is meaningless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a big huge difference. So I mean, yeah, I don't I don't disagree. All the music is fucking good, bro. You know, in which I bet you you make people happy that you play people are people because fucking Martin hates that song, dude. I don't know. Why does he hate it? You know what? Look, look. I had I've had this conversation with other Depeche Mode fans. And I think, I mean, we look at those songs, like for me, performing these songs, these are like the most incredible songs. People are people, get the balance right, um, just can't get, get enough. Right. Um, the older stuff, you know. Of course, the, a band evolves. And sometimes like, oh, God, this is so, so just, you know, oh, the early stuff, you know. I mean, the last tours, they played Just Can't Get Enough, but they played just as a joke. You know, let's just throw it out there for the fans. You know, it's like they could care yeah. less, you know. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, I just got to point out, before we get into Depeche, I mean, fucking Depeche, uh, Dave's album, um, for a Depeche Mode fan, like I said, they're going to go see a concert, and they know for a fact already they ain't going to play people other people for some reason uh martin hates that song but if they go see your show they're going to get people other people and that's what's awesome Dude. because you provide certain songs that they don't even play live like that's well, what's let me, you know let me share the 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 set list with you i mean if you oh hell yeah go list, for it bro. 
I'm gonna I pull mean, mine up too. I, I'm mine. Uh, the the photo too, because I want to follow with you. All right, let's see. I, let's do this. Okay, so I worked my ass off, and I worked with the you know with Ray. I said Ray, because I like producing the show how they want it. Every year is different. He goes, well, let's do Violator, but not not the slow ones. Mix in all the other stuff. I said, all right, well, we can do Violator hits and B sides plus the hits. So. You know, I went back to my basket of goodies <laughs> and then I came, <laughs> I came up with this. So I was like, let's see. And so we had Khalid the intro. Then hey, real quick, what, what the fuck is Khalid the intro? I don't know. Khalid is a track that Depeche Mode, you know, Depeche Mode has always had intros to every other show. Yeah, like and, Pimp and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So that's one of them, you know, so Khalid what, is one of what them. Al- what the, album is that off? No, it's actually a, a B-side from the Violator. Oh, okay. All right. Generation. So when they toured... And the I Bi- call myself a Depeche Mode. I mean, How come we haven't been calling them the whole, for the rest of the episode? They're Depeche, all right? Yes. <laughs> I, jo- I, joke, I joke with my drummer. My drummer is Mexican. So him and I, we just joke around, you know, like, hey. I'm gonna give you a hundred bucks the next live show, bro. If you go, if I want you at some point to go the pitch mode. <laughs> oh, dude! Wow, we, the, audience, the audience would laugh. <laughs> we have some, we have some fun doing stuff that. Well, I'll tell you what we do on stage, just as as a band. Yeah, we do on stage for ourselves, we'll hear the funny stuff right now because obviously the fans want to hear the behind the scenes. Okay. You know. So here's so, so let's do the set list, okay? So we did Khalid, and then right. the, po- the Policy of Truth. Of course. World in My That's, Eyes. Yeah. Halo. Good one right there, bro. People are people. See, there you go. Strange Love. Ooh, nice. Pleasure, Little Treasure. See, I haven't heard that since like the 101 days, so that's mm-hmm. fucking good, dude. Look at that. Lie to Me. Uh, Happiest Girl. Happiest girl. They've never performed happy. Exactly. Girl, See, look at that. Happiest girl. So, so I had to imagine how they would perform it. So I'm performing oh, like the way I a, would think yeah. Depeche Mode would perform it during huh. that time. I'm very happy with the way it came out. The visuals on that one are very, very cool too. Yeah. And then enjoy the silence. And that was set number one. What happens here? Do you go off stage? Yeah, and then and take I, a break. Like, yeah, you know. I take another. I take what forty-five minute break, and then yeah. Richard Blade. Richard Blade goes on stage. There's a contest, and then one oh the yeah, I remember stage. that when they do yeah. those shits. Yeah, yeah. So and then, and then we come back, and then we did set number two, and then we started with Black Celebration. That's cool. A question of time. Nice. Get the balance right. That's cool. I haven't heard that one live. Yeah, that's I awesome. That one. From Depeche, like that. Yeah, that's a good one, bro. That's early, early days. Master and servant. Dangerous. Dangerous, <laughs> which was yeah. fun. And walking bad, in my dude. shoes. Oh, of course, bro. Useless. It's no good. And then Brian, what did he do for Martin? He said uh, he did. Um, oh, is it the? Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, that has yeah, that like one. the little. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I, the Martin ones I always struggle with, you know. Yeah, but we really... know we know which one it is. That has yeah. a nice little. Yeah, a... 
Okay. I, f- I forgot the name of it, but it's very classic. So he, of he, course, he just made that one, and it sounds beautiful. And and then after, and then we came. These are like to, the main hits of like every concert tour they ever do. Yeah, and then we do into Personal Jesus, mm-hmm. Never Let Me Down, but not tonight. Oh shit! Hold on, real quick. All right, so I apologize. So we left off on personal Jesus. Um, so right there. So that's where we left. Or did you keep going when I said hold on? No, you stopped, right? Yeah. All right, so personal Jesus. So that's where we'll go. Uh, all right, in five, four, three. All right, sorry about that, folks. We got a little bit of, you know, had to stop for a bit. But okay, so we left off on personal Jesus. So these are like the hits that Depeche plays. Uh, tends to almost. So here we go. So you got the next one. Never let me down, but not tonight. See, that's another one, but not tonight. Yeah, Depeche doesn't do that one, and you guys do it. Well, they do it, but they do an acoustic version, which, and then it's not Dave singing; it's Martin Gore singing uh, with, with with Peter Gordino on the keys. I haven't heard him do that one. At, in- yeah, there's there's video on YouTube. The last tour, he did that. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. okay. And then it's everything counts, and we do the. Um, the violator version of the tour. It's not just the regular radio version. We do the whole version of the live tour. Oh, okay. From that time. And then encores were behind the wheel with Route 66. And then we end with photographic. That's what made you want to do photographic. And wait, I'm not, I love fucking photographic, especially this photographic with some bizarre version. But what made you be like, you know what? We're going to end the show with photographic a song that's from the first album and one of the two that was written by martin on the that wasn't clark just to know that fucking like you guys are like out of all the depeche songs you're like photographic like i i i want to know that story what made you choose photographic to close out the show with first of all you know after coming from but but not tonight it leaves you all nostalgic and not nice so it's like I can leave you with that, but then if I really want to want them to remember the show and say, damn, let's throw in this other song that's very bizarre, you know, Depeche Mode doesn't play that much. And one of my favorites from the earlier days, yeah. and it's very energetic, photographic. So we do that version. It just leaves people wanting more. So when we, it's just, it's just fun. It's just, it's, I just know, I just love to leave them at that. Yeah. And it's level. such a, yeah yeah dude it's it's good it's it's very very and then the drummer the drummer is just amazing it's jc he's just been an amazing addition to our to our show he brings it the human element of drumming to that to the songs you know so i mean i have the best band right now bro Uh, i see pictures yeah you and see that's what's cool because you can be a fucking awesome i'm not saying you could you are you're a good you but this is like just listen to how i'm saying it watch you can be an amazing singer fucking top notch exactly you know like dave gahan but if you don't have the band to back you it could be shit it could fall apart so you have the perfect 
like the great team to hold you up your voice because again these guys could sound amazing but if you have the shit voice it doesn't work but what happens with you guys you guys are perfect you got the great voice you got the great tunes the sound so when you mix all of that together you got the greatest Depeche Mode devotional experience around and that's what's awesome and I know I'm holding you up high but it's true because if I didn't know you I like we talk all the time and we're uh, we're friends and shit but if I didn't know you at all personally I would still say you are the best Depeche tribute band around you know like I would say that because I, I do believe that I do believe that you are the best Depeche Mode tribute band and it's only because you have the voice you also have the look so that's a that's a huge plus but you have the voice and the music because when i hear the music i was like dude that they're they're playing the fucking the right way because i've heard other you know people doing covers tribute and it sounds different you guys fucking match it good so as a whole like if you love depeche mode and you can't go see depeche mode like you guys are the perfect like like um no. You no, know what I mean? Like no, substitute, I guess. Right, right. And you know, where Richard said that, you know, he he really like I was just really just, you know, my whole work just really was acknowledged Sunday by everybody. I known these guys for a long time too. And you know, they were like, Wow, Freddie, this show was just perfection from lights. I even I hired, you know, I hired a sound guy. A really good sound guy, Eddie Stevens, who also is a amazing musician who has a does a tribute to Morrissey and also plays with the Elvis tribute bands out there. And he's actually played with some of the actual well, they were all uh, the drummer of the original drummer of Elvis passed away just recently, but he's met the ones who have are still around. Yeah. So you know, so he gets what a tribute band should sound like live because he's working with like, you know, Elvis. So there's a certain EQ you got to have to bring that baritone. You just kind of have some guy behind the sound and make you, you can have all the best equipment, but also the main component to make a show sound good and have the audience experience something real is to have a sound guy who understands what you're doing on stage. Yeah. You, uh, as a whole, like I said, you have a complete team yeah. that supports each of you. One person holds up this aspect of the, of the show. This group holds this and it as a complete, like even with your girl, she adds the look the, for you because you said she, she's the one that helps you out. Cause there's been times where I've seen video, like she'll, she'll kind of set you up, get you done your war, you know, your hair and shit like that. Like and there's a big old team of everybody that just, as a whole it's not just you in which when it comes to like loading a lot of it you know you are loading by yourself you don't have a yet a roadie crew i could so. but i'm just a control freak bro that i would the system would be again annoying of me because oh man these guys fucking micromanaging me because i'm uh. just a detail so i'd rather just do it myself than hire someone because yeah. I, I i don't want to waste the time of you know what i'm saying i'm at the also age right now bro. Like, yeah go on <laughs> i'm at the age right now where i don't want to explain too much Oh, okay. I just want to fucking do it. Yeah. And plus, if someone drops something, rather it be you that dropped it and not someone else and be like, fuck. Exactly. If there's anybody to blame, you'll blame yourself. But now, I, I get you. I get you. Now, believe I have tried. I have tried and hired. But at the last, 
I end up doing more work because I end up cleaning their mistakes. So it doesn't, yeah. it, it doesn't help me. I already have a ton of shit to do before I go on stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, ah, why even bother? But, you know, we all, that's what I'm saying. We all help each other in, in the band. They don't, yeah. I want, I want to say my band, fuck, hey, Fred, we're not going to pick up your shit. No, they pick up, we all, we all pick up each other's stuff. That's how, yeah. we, that's how we work. You know, I didn't have that before. Everybody did their own shit. Everybody was like in their own little, I, I hated it. I, I, I just felt like I was a, a hired singer and shit. There was no, you know, con- communication. And I hate working under those circumstances, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I don't know. I'm of more soul. You know, I have a soul. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like I like to take care of my bandmates. All right. That's cool. All right. Well, before we end the show, let's do some uh, song of the week. But this song of the week, here's how we're going to do it. All right. Normally, I always pick the song of the week. And a very few times I've uh, been, hey, Freddie, you pick it. Like, you know, I'll ask him, what do you do? Give me a Depeche Mode, whatever. So we're we're right now, before we end the show, we're going to talk about Dave Gahan's album, Imposters. So at the end of that, um, uh, freaking, I was going to call him Dave. Uh, Freddie. Oh, my God. Freddie, mira, mira, el Dave Gahan. Mira, se cree mucho Dave Gahan este güey. Ah, mira. Uh, he's gonna pick the song of the week off of this album. So Ooh. before you know, so we're so all right. So let let's just give a little bit of backstory. Dave Gahan, who is the lead singer, who has now started writing songs for Depeche Mode, has gone off and done like solo career. He's released an uh, an album. I think it was called Out. No, Hourglass was the second one. Uh, Dirty Sticky Floors was the first solo thing that he did. But it just basically sounded. Like, you know, Depeche, electronic still and whatnot. A little rockier, but electronic. And then he did another album called Hourglass. That was very, very electronic, synthy, more melodic. But it was still sounded like just, you know, Depeche Mode. Then he came out with an album, uh, uh, fucking, what was it? Angels and Ghosts, Dave Gahan with Soul Savers. And that was very much a different version of, like, it no longer had that... Depeche feel the music sound and now there's new one called imposter that was released just uh fucking last week uh november 12 2021 this is yeah. very much uh like soulful uh dave gahan like it, it's it, he's always loved bluesy uh soulful music he's always been a fan of that so if you're looking for that this is the album for you um it's also an album of covers hence the the imposter because it's not him he's doing a bunch of cover songs for instance like he's doing uh neil young fucking pj harvey uh bob dylan uh eartha kit like there's a lot of artists that he's he covers nat king cole so yeah chaplin yeah (laughs) Uh, so it's a bunch of like you know really does he fucking do charlie chaplin yeah yeah on their way Charlie Chaplin wrote a song. He was he was a songwriter. Writers, I'm looking. Charles really smiles his fucking song. Yeah, bro. You Holy didn't know shit. that, huh? You no! something. Wow. What the Char- fuck? Yeah, he wrote that song, bro. He was Holy a genius. Shit. Charlie Chaplin was a genius. Well, I know, I know that, but fucking, uh, he wrote that. Song. I didn't know he wrote the fuck. He wrote smile yeah. i'm gonna look more into that now 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 i got interested because i felt like like you know because when i listen to this album obviously we're gonna 
let's have fun with this, Freddie. So yeah. don't get defensive. I want you to like yes and and have fun with this. But I fucking I was bored, dude, of this album. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's because I I am um I want hourglass. I want dirty sticky floors. Like I, I want it. I want those albums because they were fucking good. Like, and I was never a fan of the soul savers. Like, I don't want the bluesy, rocky Dave Gahan. And this was what this was. This sounded like I would be playing at a like a, a church choir. Like he would be just soulfully singing. Like smiles, one of them. It's like smile because the clowns are sad. Like it's just that. Smile because there's no no Depeche Mode album. Yeah, you know, and coming only- out. No. But that's that's what it is. It's like that. So so well, let, before because I have to actually start getting to go. So you tell me about uh, this album, your impressions, and everything. Look, I'm too. I I don't like. I mean, I'm a big Dave Gone fan. Yes, I followed the other albums. I'm a singer too. So I, I for me, I don't expect to hear a Depeche Mode when when Dave is separate from Martin Gore. I just expect Dave, and you know. Vice, same thing, vice yeah. versa. So I went into this listening, knowing already this is Dave gone with Soul Savers. So my brain was already like no fucking no electronics, nothing. This is very hardcore acoustic, and so for me, watching and 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 seeing there's a documentary of Dave explaining why he did this album, how he feels about this album, what this album means to him, what it meant to him during the pandemic, after the pandemic. So there's there's meaningful. It's not just an album that ah, I'm I'm just going to fucking record an album because I'm bored. No, he ended up working with Soul Savers, which he has a great relationship with already. You know, so for me, I was curious to see it's like, wow, he did all this covers. So Dave talks about pretty much dissecting every song that he's done on this album. Like I was surprised he did smile and to hear smile. I I like that. I love that song to hear smile now in Dave Gaughan's voice. I love it. So see, I heard this album Friday night. I had a show coming from that show. I was like, wow, I'm ready to hear this album. I was tired. I was kind of, I took, you know, I smoked, I smoked a joint. And I was like, I'm ready to hear some chill. I want to come down. Like, oh, shit. That was probably perfect. Huh? So, yeah. So, so for me, my experience listening to Imposter was that I was already high up in the fucking roller coaster of, of a show and I needed to come down. So I knew this album was the beats per minute were very just chill. Mm-hmm. So from when I broke out my Spotify, I pushed play and I just let it run. By the time I got home, bro, I was chill. I actually got teary eyed. I thought about my dad. I thought about my grandma. I thought about my life. I thought about things that this, just listening to that album brought out. Fuck, dude. Sounds so, good. So for me, there's an attachment already. And yeah. for me, I think Dave for giving us this album for people who see it in that way. It's not a Depeche Mode. And people are like, you know what? This is, you know, Depeche Mode fans, sometimes we need to fucking chill out. Even myself. We need to fucking just, you know, they're Depeche Mode. We know what they do. But Dave's older. He's, he's, gonna, he's a 60-year-old man. You know, he's going to be 60. He's 59. Or I don't know if he's 60 now. But he's up there. So let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, 59. You know? Yeah, 59. So let him do whatever he wants. He sounds very happy. He's not into Depeche Mode. 
right now. Don't even ask him. And I'm so happy that the interviewers who have been interviewing him, promoting this album, have not asked. Yeah, they've asked a little bit of Barton, but they focus more on what it, he's doing because he hates it when they ask about Martin when they're, it's his shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, Dave, Dave is very like, you can tell he gets like, oh God, I got to answer that fucking question. Yeah. But, Cause it's like, it's about me. <laughs> yeah, it's about me. Motherfuckers. Martin Gore's doing his own shit. Yeah. You know? And, and um, so, you know, the funny thing, which is we're going to keep it here between the, the 88 miles per hour. I, I was speaking to uh, Richard and wait, am I removing this or keeping this in? No, I'm keeping it in. No, okay. Okay. Keeping it in. This is for our for, fans. You for only fans. know if you listen. Yes, yes. Okay. So I was in the green room and, um, you know, Richard spent a lot of time. So I was, he was able to share stories. You know, Richard's a great novelist now. He's released two, yeah. three, three. He just released a new book. You guys should get it. It's called The Lockdowns. And he interviewed Duran Duran, Spando Ballet. He didn't get a chance to interview Depeche Mode because, yeah, you know, that, he, he wasn't able to get them. I remember. Yeah. So, but he got everybody that, if you guys are into the 80s, you know, boy, George is a good, good storyteller. So he told us, he goes, yeah, I released this out, this, this book, I'm going to come out. And, um, and I asked him, I go, have you heard imposters? He goes, no, I haven't. But uh, he goes, I'm gonna listen to it. And I told him kind of how I felt. And then, uh, and then the, the question came up was like, you know, it was like, wow, Duran Duran, they never miss a beat. Even during the pandemic, they fucking recorded an album, released it, and now they're fucking touring, making money. Uh, OMD went in the studio, released an album, went on tour, fucking lockdown. They went on studio, recorded an album, now we're fucking back on tour. Erasure, same thing. Yeah. W fucking lockdown, went on studio, recorded an album, fucking re released the album. They're on fucking tour. They're coming to the US soon. Fucking Depeche Mode, nothing. <laughs> and then yeah. I asked I asked him. He goes, yeah, I asked Martin because, I, you know, he's, he talks to Martin and he goes, hey, Martin, so have you have you gotten anything done? Like, have you done anything? And then Martin goes, no, I haven't. No, we're just, <laughs> I'm just, you know, literally she's like, I'm just hanging out with my babies and my wife and taking walks on Santa Barbara. And then, you know, what Richard Blade said, he goes, really? Well, get fucked back on the studio, man. We need another <laughs> album. That's right? From, yes, from Richard Blade, bro. He's like, oh man. <laughs> well, so I was like, wow, he's not the only one. Even we're like, you know, that's what I'm saying. So now, I'm hoping, man. Look, now Dave is busy doing his thing, bro. Yeah. Look, he, he just booked two shows in England to do his live show. He's now this is a, another monster for him because look, he finished recording the album. It's out in the world. Now he has to like bring a game to a live performance because that's what Dave Gone is about bringing the music to life on stage and that's why he's in london right now doing yeah. rehearsals to getting ready he sold he sold the first night out so they added the so that night. means after all is said and done we they probably won't if they go to the studio it won't probably be till like the beginning of 2023 bro Dave Gunn is going to try to make as much money for himself right now. He's yeah. not going to fucking worry about that's what I'm saying. Mode. Like all like 2022 all year, he's going to be fucking with this tour yes. focus on this. So probably yes. maybe even the summer of 2023, they'll probably get together. And by 2024 <laughs> bro, is when we'll get a new Depeche Mode album. Well, well, I'm scared about I'm hearing from Richard. If Martin Gore hasn't written shit during that and he hasn't, I mean, he's like, dude, that's going to take a long ass time. 
So I do not expect another. Yeah, these guys are laggers, bro. When there's like artists that I love that release an album either every year or every other year. Look, look, when you're a millionaire, you don't give a fuck anymore. Look, I'm not saying that Depeche Mode don't give a fuck. They're living on, they're they're fine. They're doing their thing, but they're not Duran Duran. They're not OMD. They're not Erasure where they pump out records like I'm used to that shit. And, you know, it sucks because we're not living in those times anymore, man. We got, you know, fucking artists are dying already. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? We're up there. Look at fucking the Rolling Stones, bro. Oh, they finally lost one, the drummer. Yeah, they lost one. But look, they're out there fucking. And Mick Jagger, bro, my goodness, what an amazing fucking performer at his age, bro. Big ass stage, dancing, fucking just, you know, his energy. It's the what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, the body ages. But if your mind, you let your mind go, then you age with it. Yeah. You know? And, And I'm not saying, I'm just saying that, you know, Depeche Mode, I mean, maybe, look. I know Depeche Mode is going to give us one more album and that's it in a world tour. And then then close because look, Dave, (laughs) Dave really came out of like him talking about how he felt during the last three tours. Like he was ready to fucking hang up. Like I'm fucking done. You know, so imagine how Martin Gore must feel reading that shit. It's like, dude, hurry up, bro. You only got Dave for a few more. Yeah. You know, or that's it. It's so weird because with Depeche Mode, they could, like, in Los Angeles, they'll put, hey, we got a show. They're going to sell up the fucking, the Staples Center or whatever. But if Dave Dave Gahan puts, I'm going to have a show, he's going to have it, like, at a small venue because he probably can't sell out a big ass. Like, that's what's weird how, like, here's a guy, the lead singer from Depeche Mode, ah, you can't sell out. Like, no one wants to go see him. But if you say, oh, it's Depeche Mode with Dave Gahan, people will be like, oh, yeah. It's like, it's so weird how, like, he, he. Well, because Depeche, come on, bro. I mean, it's completely different music. Yeah. Totally <laughs> like, look at me. Music. Like, I, if I'm going to pay a ticket, I'd rather go see Depeche Mode than the, this one, the Soul Savers Imposter. But I'm going to check it out again. You know, after hearing no, what no. you had, they say, yeah, yeah. I'm going to check it out. Like, right here, real quick. Dave Gahan has said of this album. When I listen to other people's voices and songs, more importantly, the way they sing them and interpret the words, I feel at home. I identify with it. It comforts me more than anything else. There's no one. There's not one performer on the record who I haven't been moved by. And based on what he just said, you're the same, bro. You listened to this and you felt moved. You said there was moments where you like you cried and stuff. So it's like yeah. this album for you like it you you heard it at the perfect time when you're winding down driving home and you heard this it it was so like if you had to choose for song of the week from this album that you want the audience to be like this is the one i want you to focus on especially when i post it online like i'm gonna post i don't think there's any music video so i'll ask you just give me like something a visual so i could play it with the song and post it uh what what would be the song that you want the audience to be like you know what this i want you guys to hear this song well i think it would be smile i want people smile? To, yeah to hear dave gone's version cover he made that his now yeah all right so there you go ladies and gentlemen so this song of the week is smile off the album imposter from the from the uh dave gahan and soul savers it was released on the 12th so last week all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this has been very much our Depeche Mode centric episode. Uh, I mean, hell, th- this is uh, like if there is an iceberg, this is just the tip of the iceberg because 
we could have we honestly me and freddie if we talked to Peshtu, we could talk for hours in which i mean we should probably do that on one day where we are just full-on fucking depeche where we're talking different albums tours you know stuff like that you know i mean you know what have been fucking badass I, it'll never happen but if we had richard on the show you know what that's that could happen what are you talking about i can have richard on well that that that's you bro you gotta make it because yeah i i once messaged him but he probably gets messages from people i i don't even think he read it you know so but I'll use, I'll use, see, I, I rarely use magic bag, I call it, where I can just, because I'm not like that either, you know, like, yeah. but if there's like an opportunity like this, where for, yeah, I say, hey, Richard, you know, you can yeah. invite to talk about, and then we'll talk about his book, his new book, Lockdown. Yeah, we can talk yeah, about Yeah, there that. you go. That'd be fucking badass. Yeah. All right, yeah. man. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's been fun talking about the Depeche Mode convention people having a good time getting drunk but dancing and not fighting listening to people are people and photographic and then talking about dave gahan's new album imposter while we smile and drive home after the show but i think it's time we get into our delorean and travel back to the future
That's the time you must keep on trying. Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find that life is still worthwhile if you just smile. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.